Welcome, everybody, to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. Uh, obviously, I am not Dan Schrader. He is probably out running the streets of PDX celebrating Portland's um, you know, massive win and birth into the playoffs. Uh, but I am here with, uh, with the one and only Colin Smith from the Swamp. It's good to be here. It's good to be back. It's been a couple weeks. I had to listen to the podcast uh, without being on it, which is always painful, even more painful than, than being on the podcast. Um, but uh, it's good to be back. Uh, tonight, I, I have drinking port wine out of a Lake Bluff School mug. Shout out, Keevan, <laughs> to our elementary school. Um, my, since I've been on the podcast, I've gotten into port wine because I was given some. And you're supposed to have it with cheese. I don't really have a lot of fancy cheese in my house, so I've had it with every type of artificial cheese product I could. I've had it with Doritos nacho cheese flavored. I've had it with <laughs> Goldfish. I've had it with Cheez-Its. I've had it with one more thing. Easy. Oh, You've had it with string cheese. String, string cheese, cheese that's right. String cheese. I've had it with string cheese. And you got to get, get, some, get some easy cheese. Yeah, I should get some. I used to eat that. that I used to eat a lot of cheese that. Cheese in the can, baby. My cheese cheese in, the can. in the can. The first year out of uh, undergrad when I was living by myself. Ooh, the dark times. Anyway, uh, by far the best combination for port wine is goldfish. I'll tell you right now, cheddar goldfish and port wine. It's, it's a nice night. If you're a parent, uh, you know, you got goldfish in the house already. So just get those out. Very versatile. Gotta be snack. cheddar. It's not the it's not the rainbow goldfish though. It's we're talking just the OG, yep, original age yep. cheddar goldfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the orange, the orange jaunts. Good vintage, very good vintage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have guessed this, given that Colin is drinking out of the Lake Bluff mug. Uh, Keevan joining us on the pod tonight. Glad to be here. I and I can continue the uh, what food and and alcohol beverage matching i'm going the route of i have too much halloween candy left over in my house yeah so it's what kind of drink i can uh can mix with whatever like you know leftover candy i have i went with with a kit kat yeah kit kat um we actually have a lot of twizzlers so um i've been doing i don't know if this matches but i've been doing it is rye whiskey (laughs) and and okay Are you like stirring it with putting the, the liquors in the, <laughs> making it, it a straw? A straw? You can't yeah, making it a straw. Yeah. Aren't aren't those little straws called like a twizzle anyway? Or is yeah, like that's a, exactly what I'm thinking. A, yeah. Right. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Get it in there. Like it. I like that one. Are you are you enjoying a, a rye whiskey with a with a twizzler tonight? Oh no, I have a. Um, IPA and and talking tonight. That's what I'm doing. So I'm ready. Are you are you are you pairing the IPA with with the with the uh, you're talking? Uh, are you pairing the IPA with a, any sort of candy? Any Halloween candy? I th- I'm trying to think what would be the best with that. I have like I have a lot of Jolly Ranchers. I don't know. I just don't think chocolate is go is good with IPA. Would it be? I mean, you're, no. I agree with you. I, IPA and vanilla ice cream. 
Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Go. That's that sounds great. Well, actually, just I don't know who's handing out vanilla ice cream uh, <laughs> for for Halloween candy, but you know, I get was, it how you live. Actually, it's like that that commercial with Baker Mayfield that's handing out nachos and the in the cheese. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I thought. Ice cream in your bag. That's great. That reminds me, I went to um, I don't know if you guys have heard Indeed Indeed Brewery, uh, but they make pretty good beer, and. I was there once, and they were heating up a rebar bar, like a rebar bar, in like a fire pit, and then they would take the like heated rebar and put it in your glass of of uh, of of beer, and it would be like a port or like a like a cream ale, and it like f- like fizzle all up, and then when you drank it, it like had like a smoky flavor to it, and it was you drank the rebar. No, like you drank, they took the rebar out and then like it added like a flavor to the beer. It was the craziest that thing. Gross. I don't, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not into it. This, That's too much. This sounds, this too sounds artisanal. like a health hazard. Yeah. This, this sounds like they're going to be shut down for something. Just give me a just, high life. I'm good. Just, just a high life will do. It, hot steel in your beer? Yeah. I don't know. It worked. Hey, <laughs> this, it worked. <laughs> That's for people with long um, hair. That's all I'll say about that. Well, all right. So we got, uh, we're already warm, but w- let's add a little rebar to this, uh, to this, to this pod, a little hot rebar. <laughs> yeah, to the let's do it. To the pod here. Um, let's make it smoky. I'm going to give you guys a warm up. Already mentioned, uh, Portland Timbers are, have qualified for MLS cup playoffs. Uh, the the final game was decision day was today. Um, yeah. There are 14 teams that are participating in the MLS playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the number one seed gets a bye from uh, the East and the West. Yeah. I want you guys to name uh, the 14 teams that are going to be competing for the coveted, what is it, Audi MLS Cup? Yeah, I don't know who sponsors it, but probably. All right, Keith. Seems right. I'll see Keep you. Keep. I'll let you go first. Yeah. Seattle Sounders. Seattle Sounders are indeed they are the uh, number two seed. The number one seed out west. Colorado Rapids. That is correct. Sixty-one points. Wow. Who'd have thunk? I didn't know that. That's this is news to me. Keith. Shout out to Revs fan one, New England Revolution. <laughs> the number one seed, the uh, Community Shield. What is it? What are they called? Uh, Supporter Shield. Supporter, Supporter Shield, Shield winners. Yep. Uh, with the most points in in the, in MLS and seventy three points. Number one seed. Number one seed in all of MLS. And all of MLS history. Uh, number two seed out east, Philadelphia Union. The the onions the onions coming in the onions in baby two seed. Uh, okay, my, Keith. My boy, Chris, fighting Chris Mueller, so Orlando City. Orlando City, uh, number six in the East. Absolutely. Colin? The New York Red Bulls. Man, you guys know your stuff. This is impressive. Number seven seed, uh, just barely, just barely beating out D.C. United um, that sits on 47 points, Red Bulls in on 48. Uh, Keith? Minnesota United. Minnesota United will be playing, uh, well, 
you'll, I'm sure you'll guess this team soon. Uh, number five seed is your Minnesota United, the Loons. Colin. Uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps. The Vancouver Whitecaps, number six seed in the West. You are absolutely correct. Keevan. Uh, Real Salt Lake. Barely in on a last-minute 95th goal, 95th-minute goal uh, to beat, uh, who did they beat? SKC? Yeah. Uh, to get into to the playoffs, number seven seed. Uh, I'll take the Portland Timbers. Damn. Portland Timbers in, number four seed, baby. We'll be playing the Loons uh, in like two weeks, international break. Keeve. Oh, boy. You've exhausted my, uh, let's see here. Uh, New York City FC. NYCFC is in fourth place. Yes. Uh, Colin, what do we got? SKC. SKC, uh, despite losing uh, in that 95th minute winner for uh, Salt Lake, they are the third seed in the West. Oh. Um. Oh, another Canadian. Montreal <laughs> Impact? Uh, Montreal did not Damn. make the playoffs. Colin, this is, this is your chance to win here. I'm going to get Keevan. Keevan already bet on Colin to win, so this feels I'm going to get Keevan with, with one that's uh, near and dear to both of our hearts. Cashville, baby. Nashville SC. Oh. They are in the number three seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, teams that you did not mention, number five seed, Atlanta United uh, in the East and I think you I think got, got all the West. Of, yeah. All of the West. You guys got all of the West. So there you go. There's your MLS Cup playoff uh, preview. Um, <laughs> two birds, one stone, we, baby. We named the teams. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, since I've become a parent, I've become much more efficient. And so we just did our preview, and our warm-up all in one. Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. Let's go. Let's go. Let's this go. Is, this Wrap is this all pot up in 15 minutes. We're done. Emails, and we're out of here. Colin, <laughs> the emails are to you. All right. Number one email is from the aforementioned Revs fan number one, who starts his email, uh, rest assured that I'm still listening to the pod. I, I love that. I love the, uh, the accountability <laughs> there. It's like, like, don't, don't think that I'll, I'll sleep on this and that you're getting away with, with all your shit. Um, I love our listeners keeping us honest. So uh, he says, also rest assured that once the season ends, I plan to take one hell of a victory lap uh, all over Colin's <laughs> shitty revs takes. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. This season is over. So here, this is, I don't understand the, this, the rest of this email because it says, for now, I will just leave you with this because the season is over. Um, I, the... Mainly, he just wants the, the call and apology tour to begin yeah, I tonight, know. I think. Yeah, I understand that. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, for now, I'll leave you with this. He says, beginning of the MLS season, Colin said uh, that only Carlos Hill was an acceptable, good MLS player, but no other talent. And then he lists Hill, uh, Buxa, the Polish uh, striker, Gustavo Bo, uh, obviously Matt Turner, uh, Tejan Buchanan, Henry Kessler's pretty decent, blah, blah, blah. These other role players, Matt Polster, et cetera. Um, so for, apparently for a team that doesn't have a lot of talent, we have a lot of talent. What a shitty take. Uh, Supporter shield points record, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, if they win, if they win the MLS Cup, I want an invite to host a pod, and I want Colin to buy a Rev shirt. Which love it. We'll get onto this later, but new logo, so you know, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I made a mistake here. All right, all right, I made a mistake. The Revolution are in fact very good. They do have more talent than I thought. Uh, <laughs> if I could take some time here, uh, I'm because I'm going to. Um, on one of the podcasts that I unfortunately did not make it to, there was a question from a young listener who said, what's like some life advice? He like asked, Palmer, paraphrase this for me, but like, what would you know if, what would you say to your younger self? Or it's like some question like yeah. that, right? What, what do you know now that you wish you would have known when you were yeah. younger? Yeah, Great exactly. Question. Great question. Great question. Thank you for wording that properly. Um, my answer to that is always, uh, whenever I look back at my younger self, I think, that person is an idiot. Um, no matter how old I get, when I look back at the younger version of me, I, thought, I think that person thought they had it figured out, but they really did not. They were very foolish, and they did not know many things. Um, so that leaves you with kind of like two ways to look at the world, right? You could be like, well, then probably right now I'm very foolish, which I have to admit is true, right? But at the same time, growth mindset, baby. I'm always getting, I'm always learning. I'm always, uh, you know, getting smarter. So this is just one where old Colin, you know, whatever, how many months ago, foolish. Old Colin is always foolish. Every time I look back at old Colin or young Colin, whatever it is, uh, every time I look back, I always think, hmm, dumb. That guy's dumb. But I'm, I'm smarter now. Now I know about this revolution team and that they're actually good. And so I've learned and I'm moving on. I'm not worrying about okay. my past mistakes. I want to know how much you learn. Tell us why um, the Revs are not going to win the MLS Cup. <laughs> I mean, I think because it's foolish to... With, there's 14 teams who have a shot. That's why. So, like, you know, they could win. Absolutely. They're probably the, out of the... Out of all 14 teams, they and the, the Sounders, who are, like, kind of the most experienced most cohesive, like, I don't know, cohesive year to year or whatever, what do you say that? Like consistent year to year, same guys leading the line for them. Uh, probably have the two best shots uh, or best betting odds to, to win the title. Um, but I certainly out East put them as big favorites. And then that gets you into a one game situation where anybody can win one game. So uh, I think they're good. They don't have injuries. They're solid all over the field. I think a really good point Revs fan, my guy Revs fan makes, is that they have been very efficient with their DP slots. They're not carrying any dead weight as far as their DPs. So that means that they kind of have, like, depth of talent. So it's not like they're, like, uh, beatable if you stop one guy, right? And so, uh, yeah, I think that's that's a good situation to be in for in a uh, knockout stage type or knockout bracket type tournament. So uh, I think... You can't write them off. You certainly can't write them off. They're favorites out east. Wow. I love it. Keeve, do you agree with, with Colin's apology tour? Do you want more apology, uh, less apology? Um, should Colin just buy a, a Rev shirt now, and should we, just, should we <laughs> slot Rev's fan in to, to host a pod? Like, what do you think? Who, who's, your, uh, who's your MLS favorite here? Well, on to your first question is hearing a Colin apology is – I mean, listeners, take it all in. It's like Haley's <laughs> comment. It's like Haley's comment. It's a, 
Keevan, right? Keevan's known me for 30 years. This is the second one he's seen, probably. It's, <laughs> it's like Haley's Comet and like an eclipse. Like you, you, do, you rarely see it and you rarely want to look directly into it because it, mm-hmm. it's probably, there's something wrong with this. Yeah. And I, then I'm trying to look this up right now, but how many Supporter Shield winners have gone on to win that? Not many. It's got to be very few, right? Yeah, very few. So I like to consider myself a gambling man. So if you're going to take the odds there, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Revs fan. Uh, history is not in your favor there. But right. Keep, yep. it just it, means they're due. This goes against your <laughs> baseball betting. It just means they're due. The Supporter Shield winner is due. Uh, I mean, you can't. I guess you can't really bet against Bruce Arena, right? He does whatever it takes to win in the MLS. Um, and I, I gotta say, like, and Taj. I mean, I am a the definition of a of a like. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't watch MLS a whole lot. It's usually if it's if I'm sitting on the couch and I see a game, then I'll turn it on. I don't really have a team. I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, so I don't really have a team that I like, can get behind. It's more of just I turn it on. Um, when I, when it's on, but, um, one time I do, I, I have like fallen across a, a few revs game and, uh, Buchanan is a fun player to watch. So, I mean, if you, if you want to shout someone out, just what he can do on the wing and it, it is pretty cool. But again, I, I, I'm going to take probably one of the 13 other teams, unfortunately. Uh, but if they win, I would love to see Colin in a, in a, uh, in a revs, revs shirt too, especially the rebrand. Uh, <laughs> we'll get on to I it. Mean, we'll the, get on to it. Yeah, the rebrand was pretty cool. Um, from what I thought, from what I've seen, I mean, sometimes rebrands can be pretty dumb. But I guess I don't want to go too much into it if we're touching on it later. Yeah, let's, let's do it right now. Uh, we're we're skipping an email that we'll get back to. But Revsfan one sent us another email after that new rebrand dropped. Uh, to sum up that rebrand, before I even get into the email, they sent. I mean, this rebrand we all knew was happening. This got leaked like a year ago now, or some. I don't know, nine months ago, a long time ago. And it's the last original crest in MLS, the crayon flag or whatever, really old looking, uh, very 90s US flag that looks like it was sketched with crayons. Um, Yeah. And the new logo is an R, kind of like, almost like looks like a no smoking sign on top of it. Like, red circle kind of thing bunting on the outside with a sash across. Um, and they, it came, they sent a package full of, uh, you know, swag to a bunch of like soccer writers and people in the soccer world and former MLS players and Taylor Twellman and whoever. And that box on it and all their branding and, and their hype video said like, not another FC being like, there's so many FCs in MLS and they didn't. They rebranded, but they kept the name New England Revolution, um, which I think is is we can all agree is a good thing. Um, yeah, that's fine for sure. It's the badge. Yeah, that's cool. So, but uh, obviously, Revs fan sends us a link to that and says, "How much do they pay their marketing department? What next? They move into a domed American football stadium, hating on this uh, the rebrand, uh, but really, like, is this?" As far as rebrands go, like we generally, I, I'm trying to think of a rebrand that we've been like, oh, great rebrand. Thank God they got rid of that old logo and did this new thing. We pretty much hate them because we are nostalgic for the old one in most cases. 
but yeah. Palmer, is this in the upper half of rebrands? In the upper quarter of rebrands? In the upper tenth? Or is it, you know, like, I, give, give me the percentile here. If, if this is a standardized test. I know you're a teacher. You love a good standardized test. <laughs> I mean, if I, if I listen, the, the correct answer on a standardized test is always C, right? Right in the middle. <laughs> and this rebrand you heard it, is... You heard it from the man himself. It, <laughs> it is mediocre. It is, this is just mediocre. It's, like, not offensive. It's not over-the-top great. Um... It's just a mediocre. It's like okay, I mean, you can't really um, pick apart and complain too much about the crest. It is just boring. Like it's just, it's just mediocre. It's kind not of how offensive. we feel about maybe Chicago Fire's new one. Yeah, I mean, it's like okay, it's just super safe. It's it's safe, right? It's safe, yeah. <clears throat> and they, they, I guess they moved up. They moved up from like a second grader's drawing of of, uh, you know, American an American flag. flag with, like, a soccer ball on it um, to this that's maybe a little bit more, I guess, sophisticated, uh, maybe a little bit more like this is a soccer club, uh, but it's not another FC, right? Um, it seems as though they're trying to... Uh, it looks very much like... I, the, I think of... Um, uh, Rangers, uh, when I look at this crest, um, from Scotland. Um, and so it's very, it feels very much like English premier league kind of crest, but there's, I mean, that's clearly what they're going for, right? Like, yeah, hundred percent. Right. Um, without, without doing an FC, right. So they're, they're trying to be an FC, but not have, but, but not be an FC. Uh, they don't have a soccer, it is. It's fine. Uh, they don't have a soccer ball on this. Give me a soccer ball on this. Oh, I, come you know, on. Give me, uh, give me like one of boo. those old paneled. So- yes, <laughs> on, on that's so fake the, for MLS though. That's like being athletic in MLS. Like an I, old panel soccer ball. Like I, MLS never I, I played with I, a brown soccer ball in the '30s. Like I it was loved it. thing. They played with the the original MLS soccer ball. Okay, was, if you if that. you gave us the original miter with like the different color, what was that yeah. like? Maybe white. Yellow, and green, green and or blue. something like that. Yeah. Green and blue. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that. That would be Give sick. That would be the, fucking sick. Just the bar, the bar for rebrands is lately has been set so low that this one, like even it being kind of middle of the, of the road or I think they did well. I mean, also like it got leaked. They knew it was coming. They didn't pull this like weird crew thing where all of a sudden they just rebranded after another group. <laughs> like there was no, they didn't do that. Uh, I like that they throw a little shade with we're not another FC. You got to have a little shade there. It's kind of like the social media part where if you're like a little edgy or say something that doesn't, that kind of pokes fun at the other, other teams, that's going to go over well. Uh, so I think, I mean, yeah, it's not over the top or great, but I, I think I liked it. I, they came, they, they presented it well. Uh, they, had a good, like, the box and, and everything that they sent out. So they had big names um, tweeting about it and all that all that stuff. Uh, I think it's good. Just th- they use social media well. And, yeah, kind of that old, like, they tried to make it look old because they were, like, one of the original MLS teams. So I think they kind of played off that and making it an actual crest rather than just this flag 
they get to do, you know, the crest explanation where all the different components of the crest they get to explain <laughs> and all that stuff. So, um, they took a little bit of the old and a, of of that, and then a little bit of the new of poking fun at at uh, other teams. And I thought I I, I kind of liked it. So, that's yeah, I take. agree. I agree. This is this is not a bad rebrand as far as rebrands go. This is not a bad one. Um, it's mediocre. It's not I, bad. It's not good. Name a better MLS rebrand in the last five ten years. You're not I gonna. Mean, you're not gonna. Even in world soccer, yeah. like Inter Milan, like whatever. All, all these all suck. They all suck. This, this is like doesn't suck. It makes it amazing. Um, <laughs> Pedro wrote in and said, "Never would I thought Puli God be compared to this, but wow, uh, I can't even remember what what link that that was, but it was like comparing Pulisic to like a heat seeking missile or something like the CIA something. <laughs> just just a really." Uh, an indication that if if you want to go on deep soccer, Reddit or Twitter, like you can find anything you want to find. Um, I'm just going to move right past that because we just don't have time to get in deep on that. We're going to get onto U.S. Men's National Team roster in a sec. Um, there was an email from George Robbins, which I don't have in front of me right now, but I want to hear Kevin's take because, well, actually I should give this to Palmer, but he probably hasn't seen the video. But uh, the first goal in the West Ham-Liverpool game today, at least the first West Ham goal, that is. Uh, your standard issue, I think it's a corner, but it might be just a cross. I think it's a corner. And uh, Allison comes for it, uh, flaps at it, and it's an own goal. Uh, and he just wanted our take on that from a keeper's perspective. But I'm going to give it to Keevan because he's a Liverpool fan. Uh, Keevan. Is Allison that good? Does he need to do something better there, or is that just a thing that happens? Okay, I didn't see the I didn't see this, so oh, I was really on. hoping you get it. But I'll, I'll I I can still chip in. I mean, every world class keeper is going to have some some sort of goof, and this is Allison. Just you know what? This is my time to do it. So <laughs> he did it. He does. It doesn't happen often. So the fact that we're calling it out. Uh, just means that it's a rare thing, and that hey, it happens. I'm yeah. I'm I'm, I, I'm siding with the goalkeeper union here. So yeah, I I I agree with this take. It's it is hard being a goalkeeper because when you when a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it usually ends in a goal, right? Yeah. A midfielder can make a mistake, and it doesn't end in a goal. A striker can make a mistake, and uh, the result is probably a missed goal, right? Um, but when a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it ends with obviously a howler, uh, and everyone points at the goalkeeper and be like, "Oh my god!" Because you are the singular only person on the on the pitch where your job is to stop that thing from going in the back of the net. If you make that mistake, uh, it ends with with chalking something up on on, to, on the scoreboard, um, and then obviously we we talk about it, right? Yeah. Everyone gets a mistake. Um, I think in years past we've we've talked about like the signing of Allison has been fantastic for Liverpool, um, and I, I would still agree with that. So, um, one bad game does not make uh, does not make the keeper. So, yeah, I mean I agree with this. This is like also I would say a great cross. This ball in is great. Like uh, I think we underrate that. Like if you try to whip a ball in, and if it's too low. 
you know, the center back's going to be able to easily deal with it or, like, whatever, the, the defender's on the front post. It never gets to the keeper. If it's too high, it's pretty easy for the keeper to pick out of the air. There's that court cross in between that's, like, just the right height and just enough pace that the keeper has to really run his ass out there to get to it. Can get his hands to it, but there's all kinds of traffic in front of him, and just that act is very hard to sprint out of a goal and then punch a ball that's moving at whatever it is, 35 miles an hour or something like that, and, like, send that out of the box. I have, as someone who's played goalie, I've never, like, done that efficiently in my life. I basically gave up on even trying to do that and just tried to catch everything because that was, like, more natural to me, which I understand that you can't do at a high level. But, like, that's how hard it is to do that skill, I think, is, like, it's a, it's a, it's a very hard thing to do to, like, it's like hitting a baseball or some shit, like hitting that, being able to punch that ball out. And so in this one, he gets like bumped a little bit by the guy in front of him and flaps at it because he got knocked off balance. It's like if someone, you know, pushed you in the back while you were trying to hit a baseball, you, you would miss the baseball. Like that, it's very, he's doing a very hard thing and then he gets pumped a little bit and he misses, like, of course. And that's just the nature of the game. And, you know, you got to, uh, I think not just look at the keeper and say he made a mistake, but you also have to say that cross puts him in such a hard situation that a lot of keepers make that mistake. It's not just um, a Rob Green mistake versus the U.S., whatever, like 2018 World Cup or whatever, where it's right. like, oh, a right. high school keeper would have saved that. No, every high school yeah. keeper ever is, is is not making this punch. <laughs> so yeah, um, very, very good cross. Get, get, get Before we move, do. yeah. Before we move on, I think George really sent this email. Just you know, that was a big win for West Ham today. And, yeah, get the West uh, Ham chat in. Yeah, Another I mean, big win for West Ham. Yeah, they got it going. But it, today was a tough day for me. Leeds, Liver, Liverpool, uh, Packers, and Bucks all played today, and I can only <laughs> my little heart can only take so much anxiety. So I wasn't <laughs> yeah. able to watch the, the Liverpool game today. But that, but still, George, big win, big off homie. I, I love it. I love it. Colin, the Colin apology tour continues too. This is great. Yeah. All right, all Palmer, got. that's it for the emails. Uh, SoccerThread at gmail.com. Uh, Mike will read them out next week because he'll be back. Yes. Uh, Los Boring Boys, hopefully re- the return of Los Boring Boys. Yeah, next the week. degenerates are off next week, only Boring Boys next week. <laughs> I'm going to skip the MLS playoff roundup that says uh, in, the, uh, in the run order here because we already did it at the beginning. So yeah, maybe we'll get let's back to talk it. About, let's talk about international break, right? Um, we're going into, we got two games uh, Friday, uh, Mexico, and um, next Tuesday, Jamaica. Um, the roster was released earlier this week. Um, among some, na- well, you know, I'm going to let you guys kind of run through some of these names. Keeve, who are you happy to see on the roster, um, and what are you looking forward to in this this round of uh, um, qualifying? So the first thing that, with Des being injured, that's kind of the first one that popped out to me, is who kind of fills in that spot. Um, the first few kind of names, and you guys can rip me apart for this, but the first two that really popped out to me, and I don't know why, I don't necessarily think that they're actually going to fill in, but um, 
Reggie Cannon, even even Sam Vines. Um, I don't know if he gets thrown in for one of those two games. I just think it'd be it's going to be interesting to see who who fills that. Um, especially, I mean, this this pod has mentioned the defensive errors of of Dest. Or yeah, you I know, mean, Dest, Dest isn't a defender. Dest yeah. isn't a defender. So really, we should be looking at the forwards and who's filling in for Dest there. I guess right. Yeah, but I mean, with, but Berhalter wants his, you know, his backs to to push up and and be part of it. So I just think it'll be interesting to who f- who fills that. And to be honest, uh, between those three, I do do not watch any of the leagues that those three play in. So I, you know, uh, Yedlin in in Turkey, uh, Vines in Belgium, and uh, Reggie Cannon in, in Portugal. So I I can't I can't tell you who's like the hot hand there or you yeah. know or does someone else fill into that void but that that I'll was just kind of the, the point hand. of interest that 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 came out to me. Colin's yeah. been drinking a lot of port. I'm sure he's been Let's watching go. a lot of. Let's go. Uh, actually, yeah, Reggie Cannon. Actually, I've heard Reggie Cannon is uh, not getting starts every week, and that team is not at the top of the list in Portugal. So. Um, I think he's not likely to start. I think he's the least likely to start in a lot of ways. I mean, hard to predict Burhalter, but I think he's the least likely to start. Um, I think Yedlin's the most likely to start. Uh, but I'll I'll put a shout in there for Joe Scally. Um, Joe Scally is a guy who's I don't know how old, nineteen years old, something like that, playing for Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, has been getting rave reviews. He started the first game of the season. It's like one of these situations where, like, he started the first game of the season because the guy was hurt, the normal starter was hurt, and then played well and has gotten 90 minutes every game since. Has played every game for them, 90 minutes every game. I finally got to watch him this week. Played well. Uh, He's very much, to me, a traditional right back or something like that. Like, he's uh, physical. He's... You know, he can do the job physically. You see all that. He's not, like, a small, like, desk, like, kind of diminutive, like, okay, he's not really going to defend, but he's great going forward. He whips in a great cross. He had multiple, like, really, really tasty crosses in that game. Um, That seems to be his skill set, you know. Uh, But, like, I thought he was a very good all-around player, basically, like a solid dude. And and I think that that's perfect for the national team, like, you know, you want a right back who just seems like a right back. Isn't like us any kind of guy you got to like build around or whatever. You're like, oh, no, no. He does right back things. That seems what Joe Scali yeah. is. But so I think, you know, you mentioned uh, Yedlin being probably the choice that, that Burhalter will, will play, right? Because Yedlin is a lesser version of, of Dest, right? I mean, not we, really. Yeah, Lynn has, like, no ball skills. Dest has, like, world-class ball skills. Right, so lesser version of, <laughs> of Dest. Like, much. Yeah, Yedlin just kicks and runs. Dest is... Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I think that the, the job that, that, uh, that Dest d- performs is the one that Berhalter looks at Yedlin being like, ah, you could kind of do the thing that Dest does, right? Dest is Maybe, world-class. Yeah. Dest is at, at Barcelona, but, you know... Uh, we have Galatasaray's version of Dest, right? Yeah, in, maybe. I mean, Yedlin. I think I think they're so, pretty different profile, but I see what you're saying. Go on. Okay, so here's my question to you then: Is will, will you do you see Burhalter being like, all right, I'm just going to take kind of the 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 lesser version of the guy that I that I want, 
because those are the tactics and the way that I want to play, and I'll play Yedlin. Or does he play uh, Joe Scally, and does that change his tactics, or will Joe Scally do the job that Des does? Does it? Does that question make sense? Yeah, no, I think Joe Scally can do the job that Des does. He's absolutely a guy who is very involved in the, the attack for his team and gets way up the pitch and all that kind of stuff. Like, he can do that, no problem. Uh, I think that Yedlin is a good fit, though, because, and I, this is the reason I think he's going to start, is because Joe Skelly has zero international caps. Yedlin has 69. Like, Yedlin, this is Mexico. Like, you play the guy with all the experience. Like, that's, you just, right. it's, a, it's a don't overthink it situation. Just, just play Yedlin, and he's a right back. Again, he's a right back who feels a lot like a right back. He's a pretty good one-on-one defender. He runs up and down the fucking line. He can get a cross in. It, it's going to be fine if you play Yedlin. So I think that's what you do, and, and you don't really think too much about it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That maybe Mexico and then maybe Jamaica, you throw Scali and see, depending on Yedlin's performance, but I think he's just going to take the veteran experienced and especially yeah. in a high pressure Mexico matchup. That's, that's my feeling towards it as well. Where do you see? So, uh, Busio's on this, on this, uh, on this roster. Um, I, I feel like, are there any names that kind of jump out to you from this roster? I think, you know, the, the, the normal names are there. Pulisic, McKinney, uh, Acosta has been there for you know Adams uh the goalkeepers we'll talk about in just a second but are, are there any names other than you know Joe Scally that that jump out to you I feel like Sam Vines on this for me I feel like he's had uh the last couple games I, I can't remember the the uh the game that he was in but he looked like he was completely out of his depth um having him on this on this roster seems a little surprising um is there anyone on here for you guys that um you know, maybe they're not deserving of the call up, or is this a pretty straightforward? Uh, these names make sense. Is there anyone missing? What do you think, Keith? I mean, if if you had to call one out, uh, it'd be John Brooks, but he self admittedly put out a a statement that he really hasn't earned it. So uh, I think if you had to pick one, may, like who left off that would be surprising you could say John Brooks but he himself says he didn't earn it he didn't earn it this time so um, other than that I think it's it's like yeah there's really no one that oh like why did he make the cut or why didn't he I don't think there's anyone that really jumps off the page there for me yeah I agree with you Keith and like to me the other one that's like that almost is and not that I want him on this roster or something like that but uh, Tim Ream Tim Reams has been starting and playing well in the championship for Fulham. So is Anthony Robinson. Anthony Robinson gets the call. Tim Ream doesn't get the call, despite the fact that this is a super young team. And, you know, you could make the argument that it might be smart to bring an old head in there for a locker room, whatever, blah, 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 especially if you're not calling John Brooks. Um, just basically telegraphs to me, like, Greg's trust in the young guys or, like, commitment to the youth movement that he's not doing that. So I'm I'm with it. Oh, we lost Colin. We lost Colin. The shed. Oh no. All right, I'll I'll well, pick it up. Okay, so yeah, he's talking about you know not people that missed out, but 
if there's one person that that's on there that I'm excited to see and can he continue his form is Pepe. Um, I think that mm-hmm. he's kind of the hot hand. Can he continue that hot hand? Um, it's a question that we'll see. Um, personally, I does think does he get that? Does he get that much playing time? Do you think he gets a lot of playing time? I think. I mean, who else has taken that spot? I mean, Sergeant Sergeant isn't on here. Uh, <laughs> Sergeant. I, I mean, I think. Uh, you mean ninety minute Josh? Ariola. Ariola was. Um, slotted to to start in the last game uh and had to be removed last minute for i can't remember even what did Wea start um in place of Ariola um you know who i think you got to have Pepe in there i feel like you do too but i mean you know i don't know had had he had he's cooled off a little bit you know maybe he's he's coming back down to earth who knows um, but I, I mean, I agree with you, Keevan. I'm just trying to, uh, play devil's advocate here. Um, so let's, let's jump to the goalkeepers real quick. Um, the last game, I, why can't I remember who we played in the last game? Costa Rica. Um, Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Right. So Zach Steffen came in for, for Matt Turner and it seemed like there may have been, um, uh, is there a goalkeeper controversy? Uh, Revs fan thinks that Matt Turner is the best goalkeeper in U.S. men's national on the U.S. men's national team right now. Uh, do, do we want Matt Turner in goal at home against Mexico, or do we want Zach Steffen? Listen, Revs fan made Colin make an apology, <laughs> so we his we we must listen to him. And I and I agree. I think you have you you have to keep uh, Turner in there. Uh, again, yeah. I, personally, I thought I thought he just threw Stefan in just for rotation wise uh, for that Costa Rica game. I don't think it was necessarily mm-hmm. like he doesn't trust Turner anymore. Or, you know, Turner wasn't up for it. Uh, I think he just kind of you know minute minute uh, management and just rotation and, and put Stefan in there. So I, I think you got to go back to Turner for these, especially against Mexico. Colin, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think it's what you guys said on the pod last time. Whatever. Uh, Turner's playing. Stefan's not. Like you, you. All things being equal, the, these two keepers being pretty equal, you you got to take the guy who's playing well on a team that's playing well, rather than a guy who gets a game every four weeks. Yep, it's not a hard decision. Okay, let's talk about the games real quick, and then we'll we'll wrap up here. Um, so Mexico Friday this Friday. Um, what are we expecting from this? What do we want? We got two games, Mexico at home, um, that will be hosted in Cincinnati, uh, Jamaica away, no fans due to some COVID restrictions. Um, what, what do we want? Max points we can take away from is six. Uh, you guys always like to say, win your home games and draw away. So, uh, Keeve, zero points, uh, two points. Four points or six points? What are we taking? I, You're a betting man. Let's go. Uh, all right. So I, I'm a betting man. So, and also a little uh, kind of a Debbie Downer. So it wouldn't surprise me if we are two like pointless games against Mexico, we win. And then the one game that actually matters, we end up possibly losing. But I'm going to guess be a little bit more positive and I'm going to tie with that game. And then I think we pull out a W in in 
Jamaica with no fans. So I'm, I'm give, thinking give that it a, won't be a uh, like overwhelming crowd and tough Concacaf conditions <laughs> like that. I mean, taking away a crowd, I think that has. I mean, that absolutely has to work in our favor. And we yeah. are the. I mean, yeah. Jamaica is. Uh, what are they? They have to be dead last. I haven't looked at the. Uh, but they yeah, are not. A, they have not played well, which actually surprised me going yeah. into it. I thought they'd be better, but. Um, I th- I'm, I'm going to take Mexico four. Game. I'm going to take. Uh, oh, actually, we'll go high scoring two two. I'll go. I'll, I'll run two two. Pepe and wow. uh, Pepe and Aronson get on on the board, but then we're going to have some issues with a uh, set piece and then some kind of uh, pretty like either a beautiful build up or just like a world class goal that Mexico will score on us. So I'm going to take two two. I like it, Colin. What do you got? I mean, I just have a different outlook than Kevin on life. That's all I have, <laughs> uh, which is kind of surprising because Kevin and I both can't stomach watching our own teams play. So you'd think we'd have similar outlooks on this. But uh, Diego Linas isn't called into this U.S. Or the, to the Mexico roster, sorry, and he has been the guy who has been who has tormented the U.S. in the past. I don't know, whatever year or so. Uh, so I feel good about that, but I just do not feel good about our reintegration of Christian Pulisic. I think that that's going to – I think we're going to look really bad in the, in the first Christian Pulisic game. And I think there's a lot of pressure also on this young team to win the home game versus Mexico in Ohio. Like that's mm-hmm. a little bit of Dos Acero, right? whatever, juju. And mm-hmm. – I think that they're basically gonna not not do well there. Like they're gonna be too stiff in attack and just be paralyzed by the moment. But Mexico, like I said, I don't think Mexico is gonna be that great either. So I think uh, Mexico wins it one zero late on a goal that we all hate and think is like either an individual mistake by somebody and we crucify that person or uh, Concacaf situation where there should have been VAR, but there's no VAR and like something controversial and we're all going to, you know, overreact and, you know, whatever. I don't know. Go, go nuts about it. And then we'll win in, in Jamaica. So you said zero, one, two, four points. I'm taking three. I'm thinking we're getting zero at home, three away. Uh, not the normal CONCACAF schedule, but uh, I think that's where we end up here. Uh, I kind of agree with you, Colin. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with two points, though. I'm gonna go draw against Mexico, draw against Jamaica, and the sky is gonna be falling once again. Yeah. And uh, Greg Berhalter needs to be fired, and uh, we'll just get the the takes takes machine uh, up and running again uh, at the end of this uh, uh, cycle. So, um, okay. Last question. I, I can't answer this because I think that both of these games are going to be shit and we're not going <laughs> to look great. Um, and so there's there's not going to be a standout player for me. But give me who you guys are predicting are going to be kind of uh, the player that comes out of this that everybody is talking about, right? I think Pepe's been, been the one. Um, the previous cycle, uh, Busio was, was one. Um, Oh, I'd say uh, Miles Robinson most, has been the guy recently. The most recent. Yeah, Miles Robinson has been definitely um give me give me a player uh Keeve, that that is going to have a good 
um, a good break, and we're going to be uh, praising them. Okay, so I'm going to get name you like a, a sexy name and an unsexy name. Unsexy Love is it. Tyler Adams. I think is, and I think he's come out pretty pretty well the, the previous windows. But I think it's even going to be more highlighted that just how key he is in this in this team and how he can he breaks up attacks and he works his ass off he's all over the field I mean he's I think he's gonna come out looking pretty pretty nice I mean I'm not saying he hasn't previously this, but I think it's just even this, more importance is going to be shown out shown this that. non this non-sexy name is sounding sexy and sexy <laughs> I gotta say but I think um McKenney is gonna be I think he's gonna um he's gonna probably get on I think he's hopefully gets a goal and if I had to pick one that like comes out who um, maybe hasn't shined as bright in the other windows. Um, I'm going to take McKenney just because he has that talent and he hasn't, I mean, he's played all right, but he hasn't really shown like the flashes that he can. And I'm just waiting for that to happen. So, I mean, that's nice showed little, it. That, nice little gambler's fallacy awesome, right there. Nice little gambler's fallacy. That would fallacy. be great. I love <laughs> it. That would be great. That would be great. Like, uh, like little redemption for, for Weston, um, you know, has a great game against Mexico, gets a goal. That would be fantastic. Um, and we're all back on Weston's side, and we can kind of let Nashville go. Um, Colin, who do, you, who do you like coming out of this that we're going to be talking about? I mean, I feel like... I, what? I, I feel like you, you gave us Joe Scally. Oh, like, yeah. I, for a name. I mean, I don't think Joe Scally's going to get enough minutes for us to get behind Joe Scally this break. Um uh, and this might also be true about the player I'm about to name, but I think uh, Busio. Like, I-, I was surprised you said that he already had that break or whatever. I think he. I've been trying to hype him, uh, definitely, because I believe in him. Uh, his team. He just played 90 minutes in the center of midfield for a team that beat Roma and Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho three two today. Uh, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to beat Jose <laughs> Well, he he, was, he played well against it was it AC or Juventus. So I think yeah, like he's I think maybe Palmer saying he's getting well shine on games. in in his club. Yeah, yeah, he's really getting hitting his stride in Italy. And I mean, he's still 19 years old. Like, it's it, his growth trajectory is still like I don't know, huge. And like we got so hype about like DK last year at like this time, whatever like for scoring in the championship and Busio, because we don't watch as much Syria, I think is still a little bit like under our radar that he is having some really great performances for a team that does not put a lot of talent around him. Unlike Weston McKinney and that he, so he's carrying a lot of the load there and he's doing a great job and they are being successful. So uh, I think he's a really great player. I think he, is a lot more versatile than people give him credit for. And I think that is what like he'll display basically in, uh, in these qualifiers is that he can, he can play a lot of different positions. And I think, so I think that right. McKenney and Adams are like, I don't want to say locks in the midfield, but they're the guys you expect to be there. And I think people have started to like slot Musa in as, the next guy. And I think that Busio is going to really like make a claim to say like, no, like Busio is a much, he's a different profile than Musa and, and 
probably for me more of a center midfielder than Musa. So uh, I think, yeah, I, I'm really high on him, I, and I think he'll do well. Whether it's this window or next window, it depends on him getting the opportunity. But I, I think he'll do well. Maybe it's in Jamaica. He can also another thing that this U.S. men's national team has been pretty bad at recently and can win you qualifiers in, in bad conditions is set pieces. And he hits set pieces very well. Does it at a, you know, does it for the club and everything like that. So we don't have one of those guys like Kellen Acosta has got run, run outs before be, just because of his ability to do that. So I think that that will be another thing that he can bring to the table. Yeah. I think uh, Busio reminds me a little bit of McKenney at Schalke where like he's asked to do a lot of different roles and like maybe almost too much at some point. So now um, you're thinking that with the U S men's team and he can maybe have more of a defined role and be able to go forward a little bit more rather than have to like clean up the messes that his club team kind of has that maybe he's able to like hone in and maybe run a little bit more freely and be, be afraid to take some risks a little bit more than what he's used to. And if that's the case and he can show his world-class talent, then, Go ahead. So that just kind of the comparison that popped out to me with, with him at his club team where um, if he's allowed to go for a little bit more and be kind of more of himself, then maybe that kind of opens up for him. Yeah. I mean, I think it's All also right. one of these things where you don't know before guys go abroad, especially early in their career, like some guys thrive in that and they move up to the next level and then they're like, oh, I can play at that level. I can just like up my game kind of instantly when there are better players around me. And then other guys are like, oh, yeah, I was good in MLS because, you know, I was a little bit faster than guys or, like, I had certain things I could do that were, like, better. But now everyone can do that, and I'm not that good, and I, I got to go right the fuck back home. And um, so I'm thinking, like, Jordan Morris and Paul Ariola are recently going to Swansea and basically not making any impact and going right the fuck back home, right? Uh, but... I think Busio has shown, like, yeah, he didn't, like, he wasn't the best player in MLS, but his ability to, like, instantly find the level in Serie A really shows, like, his class and that he can take jumps like that, I think, is really impressive. And, like, that he's, what, he's, like, seven games in or eight games into his, his time over there as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, and he is, like, one of their better players. That's, that's really fucking hard to do. And that he can do that is like means something. I don't know, you know, like as for his future development. All right. I like it. Um, sounds good. Mexico at home uh, in Cincinnati on Friday, this Friday, and then uh, following Tuesday, Jamaica away. If you got that Paramount Plus um, sign in, uh, hit us up, soccerthread <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, Last thing, a little quick Prem roundup. West Ham is good. Beat Liverpool today. Spurs and Everton played each other. That game sucked because Perfect. both of those teams suck. Yeah. Um, so just a terrible game with Was that a penalty? Between two, that was a penalty. Two, How was that no, a no, penalty? it wasn't. How was that not a penalty? Fuck, I, I, get out of here. It wasn't a penalty. He got the ball. Come on. Come on. Keepers. The, the fraternity of keepers. Um, that's all I got. Uh I'm sure we will have a reaction pod on Sunday for the for the Mexico game. Um, Keeve, you good? You got anything else? You're leaning in like you want to say something. No. No, I'm happy. <laughs> say Thanks something. I wish me. you would. I wish you would. I wish you would. I, I just, I mean, I don't want to 
make Dan angry, but you've mentioned, you know, players that go abroad and then they, you know, kind of don't like it. And then they just come and end their career and, in the MLS, in the MLS, and then, yeah, they and then give and then, and then give high fives to uh, Mike and call him by his first name. <laughs> to Dan, and give him or give to Dan. Uh, I'm sorry, high yeah. fives to Dan and call him by his first name. You know that yep. just that just came to mind. That being said, that's actually something I wanted to touch on this pod. I forgot about. Uh, was it this high morning? fives? Yeah, high fives. No, uh, Dan's friend landed. I think Donovan. it was a low five. I, it was wait, a low five. I to be it clear, a it was, five it's a low five. Be, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, this morning or yesterday morning? All right. This is just going to be dad talk. If you want to turn this pod off right now because you don't like dad talk, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> but one of my jobs on the weekends is to get up with the baby at 6 a.m. and do the 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. shift, which he, she, he usually sleeps through. Uh, and so, but he won't do it in the bassinet, so you got to hold him for six, from 6 to 8 a.m. Not, it's not a big deal. Uh, I take him downstairs. I put on the TV. I hold him. We watch TV together. And been there this morning. This. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the same shift. That's why on I'm on the t- same shift, baby. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm talking about this and not just keeping it to myself. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this morning on that, I turn on ESPN Plus or whatever ESPN app on the, on the smart TV, and I like the show Detail. Uh, if you've not watched that, it's like the film breakdown show started by Peyton Manning and Kobe Bryant. But now they have all kinds of sports and all kinds of different people. Most of them are terrible. Peyton Manning's episodes are great. Uh, most of the soccer ones are very bad. Landon Donovan, a couple new episodes. So I watched the Landon Donovan episodes. Quite good. Quite good. He has one where he breaks down uh, Memphis Depay in Barcelona and one where he breaks down Real Madrid and mostly Luka Modric and Karim Benzema a little bit. Uh, quite good. And pretty much just made me be like, oh, this is him auditioning basically for MLS manager jobs. Like, he's just, like, breaking down the tape and being like, we drill our guys to do this instead of that. And look how Luka Modric is doing it at an elite level. We drill our guys to do this instead of that. And look how this, how Casemiro needs to not do this. If he had gone here instead of there, he cuts off this pass. But, like, whatever. He takes a step this way, he's done. You know, like, all this kind of, like, very little stuff, I was loving it. I was really loving Landon Donovan. Uh, is he a jerk? I don't know. But uh, I got a new appreciation for the fact that he understands the game at a deep level and a tactical level. So I liked that. That's good. I mean, we're we're here for only Landon Donovan love. I mean, so. because I will I will be. Somebody said this about Klinsman, and and I really feel like it's very true at, at some level on like a player like Klinsman. Wait a sec. Be careful what you say. I know. This is why I'm saying it on this podcast. Be, be careful. We got Just here. tread lightly. Tread lightly. Yeah, we, we've reached the hour, Mark. Don't, don't yeah. get me going here. <laughs> Can't go too players, much longer. Players who are, who are extremely talented make terrible coaches because they can't explain to players who are less talented how to, do, how to like get open or how to beat a player or something like that because they, they never had to think through that. They just did it. They just beat him. They just... You know, whatever it is, uh, they just took the ball from him if he was they're a defender. And uh, I was so it was kind of ex- and some of those detail episodes come off as that 100 percent, like especially basketball players. No offense to basketball as a sport, uh, they're just like and here he just gets his shot how he wants to, and you're just like, well, okay, Kevin Durant. Like yeah. I understand how, that you can just get every shot all the time, but that's right. like, that's not uh, translatable. And so I kind of expected that from Landon Donovan, honestly. Uh, 
And because I've never found him very insightful as like a commentator when he's on TV. Um, but he was much better in this and like really understood. He was like, this is a really hard, this 30 yard pass into this, into Benzema's feet is really hard for him to control in this situation because of where the center back is and where the guy he would like, like to play this ball to. It's a terrible ball for the center back to get the, his center back to give him because X, Y, Z. And you're like, okay, yeah, he shouldn't, you're right. That's actually, that's a good point. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. You thought that like, I would have just played that ball to him and thought that was a fine pass, but I guess it's not a fine pass. Okay. So, uh, that level of thinking, you know, exists. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it, but it strikes me that Jurgen Klinsmann probably was of the former camp of just being like, come on guys. Why aren't you better? Yeah. Run faster. I don't understand why you don't just go score now. I I could have scored in this. Exactly. Yeah. Why can't why can't you do that? Yeah. I think I think it has to be. I'm, I'm not defending Klinsman here, but I think it, it's uh, also like a combination of that, just with and like building motivation as well. Like I love seeing like the Jesse Marsh, like um, halftime speeches and like uh, pregame speeches that he does because like I mean he gets him he gets him going. So it, it's yeah it's a kind of a combination of that, and I think that's like why. Um, like Johan Cruyff, for example, a like great player, also a good coach, just because like he knows how he knew how to like phrase things for them to understand, and then also just like get them motivated and kind of what what clicks between a coach and a player as well. So I think you kind of have yeah. to have that yeah. that medium. Who's who is the manager? There's like that famous YouTube uh, clip. Of, I think he was at Leighton Orient, and he's like, "I'll I'll eat your fucking lunch. You come at me like that again." Uh, I can't remember his name. I'm gonna send you guys the the clip once once we get off here. But give me a manager with the tactical sense of Harry Redknapp. Just go run around a bit, <laughs> and and the and the team talks of the Leighton Orient manager. Uh, that's that's all I need. That's oh. that's what I'm here for. Did you just that's describe every, Neil like, Warnock? Did you? Did yeah. that what you just no. described? <laughs> I think every that's exactly what you just described from 1977 <laughs> to 94 or something like that. Uh, all right, this pod has gone on way too long. I love it. Um, thanks, Keeve. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks uh, for having me. We'll see you guys next week. Love you, Cliff. Love you, Cliff. Sound travels faster than light. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's silence, then...